Welcome back to The Shed, everybody. We are finally, at long last, after a year and a half of waiting, back in the actual shed, face-to-face, not wearing masks, profoundly excited to do what we always do in here, which is just shoot the breeze a bunch of buttons crazy stuff socially distanced socially distanced i have a bit of a cold if i sound different than normal he got himself tested <laughs> that's correct <laughs> not covid this cold not covid um that's so we're happy to be here so we hope you're happy to be here uh, i don't know if it'll make any difference to the quality or content or anything but here we go i brought some marmite today guys what uh what is happening what Vegemite, Marmite, why Marmite, not any of the others? Why any of this? What's going on? Over the years, I've always heard about Vegemite and Marmite and, you know, people often, often in conjunction with, oh, I hate that stuff. Uh-huh. You know? But of course, it's well known that the Aussies love their uh, Vegemite and uh, Marmite's quite popular in Britain. Um, anyway, so I just thought it would be a kind of a fun thing to try it out here. We're not two uh, old dogs to learn new tricks. So that, uh... Now, KJ, have you tried uh, Marmite before? I'm pretty sure I have. Oh, maybe when you were over in the UK or... Can't remember when. Okay, and PJ, you've tried Marmite. Y- yes, I have. And uh, just before we move away from KJ here, do you recollect what your impression of Marmite was whenever you might have had it? Do you recall loving it? I don't think it was horrible, but okay. it's not something that I'd eat like peanut butter. Because I think, I have it in my head that people have strong reactions to it. That's right. That's right. You either love it or you hate it. And and they're different, Vegemite and Marmite? Yeah, somewhat. But uh, Marmite is, uh, it's a byproduct of beer brewing. So, you know, some German back in the 1800s. Right. Was thinking we got all this kind of sludge left, I guess, of the yeast, yeast sludge or whatever the technical yep. name for it is. And um, I think let's just try this and that. So uh, a Marmite from Wikipedia is a sticky, dark brown paste. Isn't that Lovely. sounding great already? Jeez, uh, I see the marketing guys were not involved in the Wikipedia article. <laughs> sticky, brown, viscous, smelly. <laughs> it's got a distinctive, salty, powerful flavor. Powerful, guys. <laughs> this distinctive taste is represented in the marketing slogan, love it or hate it. That's actually the That's slogan. the marketing slogan. <laughs> That's awesome. Such is its prominence in British popular culture that the product's name is often used as a metaphor for something that is an acquired taste or tends to polarize opinion. Like, oh, that's a real Marmite issue, isn't it? That's how they might use it. Well, I had that in my head a bit. I did have this sense that there's been an ongoing holy war over marmite for a long time marmite is commonly used as a flavoring and as it is particularly rich in umami what is umami umami very good that's a great question skip (laughs) you know up until the early 1900s no script you know (laughs) european like north american non-asian scientists believe there were four main flavor groups right okay kj name one of them uh savory Okay, PJ. <laughs> well, sweet. Okay, another one. I don't know. Acid, sweet, and sour. There you go. And the one that's hard to remember is bitter. Bitter. Because bitter and sour seem similar, but they're they are not. That they're is, different. That is fair yeah. to say they are not. And KJ, you got it right off the bat. Uh, the savory. There was no such consideration up until I think it was the early 1900s. Maybe it was a little earlier than that. Japanese scientists were saying there's this thing called umami and it's quite different from all those flavor groups and the European slash North American scientists are going, come on, 
those guys don't own nothing. Um, and then finally, uh, the Japanese won out and an, indeed savory is considered one of the, uh, one of the flavors, uh, flavor groups, you know, uh, senses, food senses. And, and that is uh, what the Japanese call umami. Umami is based on largely monosodium glutamate. Now we know MSG or accent as it was called back in the sixties, that brand, we think of MSG as this evil chemical, cancer-causing chemical. And in fact, all that research that it caused cancer has been completely discredited now. There's no remaining uh, science that says that uh, MSG is unsafe. And MSG is completely natural. It's no more a man-made chemical than sodium chloride, you know, which is salt. So MSG is all over the place. You know, you eat mushrooms, you're getting lots of MSG naturally and, and uh, even in meat. And so that's it. So if you eat uh, like nice fried, buttered mushrooms, that's umami. I'm trying to figure out why the West didn't have a name for savory. Yeah, like steak. Like There's nothing sweet or sour or bitter about steak. Yeah, I mean, just any salty dish. I mean, I guess it can be sour and I guess there's a little bitter. But isn't the basis of savory salt? Plus the uh, I would have thought herbs. it was. I thought it was mostly the herbs because salt, UK at least, very familiar with salt because they used it to preserve food, right? Salt mm. pork, salt fish, salt everything. So they were familiar with that. But I think it's the herbs part. I don't know. I, I'm just making that up based on my own one household experience. But I do remember accent, and I'm super pleased to hear that the MSG thing is all just a big ghost. That's I'm glad about that. Um, but I thought there was a lot of people who had kind of a reaction to MSG. Well, I think there's a lot of people that believe the election was stolen too. Ooh, well. So the image on the jar shows a marmite, which is uh, French for a large covered earthenware or metal cooking pot, because marmite was originally supplied in earthenware pots, but since the 1920s has been sold in glass jars. Okay, similar products all over the world are the Australian Vegemite, Swiss Cenovus, Brazilian Cenovit, German Vitam R, and uh, Marmite's also made in New Zealand to a different recipe. What? Well, let's see where uh, this jar is made and uh, manufactured in South Africa. Okay, uh, lots and lots of... I'm sorry, why, why South Africa? What's, what's the main ingredient are we looking at? Leftover Brewer, Brewer's yeast. Oh, okay. It's just the store it was bought at is called African Breeze, spelled with an S inexplicably. B-R-E-E-S-E. Staffed by white people selling products like Marmite. Apartheid. You going to be okay over there, Skin? I don't know, actually. You're not sure? I feel like I'm well adrift over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, by 1912, they had discovered a lot of vitamins are in Marmite, oh. and that caused a real boost in sales. You know, they got vitamin... B complex, lots of vitamin Bs, vitamin B12. Well, that's good because you can't get that stuff very easily in other foods. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, during World War One, there was big uh, uh, vitamin B deficiencies. Disease was known as beriberi. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, nice. So that spread became really popular, and the British troops used Marmite as part of their rations. It was a standard part. Nice. It's like the sailors getting fresh fruit finally. 
It's not like they cared about them, but they were getting scurvy because they got no vitamin C in their diet. So they gave them fresh fruit so that they could continue to slave away in those ships for longer before they died. <laughs> it's true. So we are going to uh, have a little uh, marmite here today, and uh, so that, that brings us to how to how is it usually eaten? Yes, how is it? I no. thought you just stuck your finger in there and hooked out a great big wad of it. That's <laughs> no, that's how Ted Lasso does it with peanut butter. Yeah. Now, Marmite is traditionally eaten as a savory spread on bread, toast, savory biscuits, or crackers, and uh, other similar baked products. Owing to its concentrated taste, it is often spread thinly with butter or margarine. So we've got a little butter here. Is this butter or margarine? Butter. It's butter today. Um, so we're going to try it both ways, with and without butter, and see if it's a little bit more palatable one way or the other. <laughs> Marmite. Or more delicious one way than it mm, even is the other. Yes, exactly. That's it. Yes. <laughs> that's delicious. Marmite can also be made into a savory hot drink by adding one teaspoon to a mug of hot water, much like Oxo and Bovril. Yeah, yeah. And the Bovril Corporation actually owned the Marmite brand for a while currently Jeez. owned by uh, Unilever, a British company. Jeez, there's so much stuff going through my head here like all the products that are made as the out of the out of the byproducts of other products. Like what are we going to do with all this sludge? Seems like a shame to just talk it out. Yeah. The pigs sure love it. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> let's put it in an earthenware pot and take it on down to the store and see who will give us money for it. Shouldn't we try it first? <laughs> <laughs> no, that does say awful. Oh, really? Uh, it is often paired with cheese, uh, as in a cheese sandwich. That makes sense. Um, people put it in stew, and you can think, actually, if it's sense. savory, that's yeah. probably going to be awesome. Well, all you got to do is think of OXO cubes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's totally makes uh, sense. It has been used as an ingredient in cocktails, including the Marmite Gold Rush. Nice. I'm going to say a short-lived experience <laughs> there, probably. Celebrity chef Nigella Lawson created a recipe for Marmite Spaghetti. Mm. All right. The process. <laughs> we haven't heard much from Nigella lately. <laughs> <laughs> the process is secret. Uh, but the general method is uh, making yeast extract on a commercial scale is to add salt to a suspension of yeast, making the solution hypertonic, which results in the cells shriveling. And uh, I've heard it described elsewhere as the yeast starts to eat itself. Lovely. Mm. And uh, I guess the result is yeast poop must be what makes the marmite, I'm guessing. But uh, anyway, this triggers autolysis during which the yeast self-destructs. The dying yeast cells are then heated to complete their breakdown. And since yeast cells have thick cell walls, which would detract from the smoothness of the end product, the husks are sieved out. That's kind of nutty. Those must think. be tiny little husks. Yeah, to think that yeast cells... Husks of cells. The walls, yeah. <laughs> the husks of yeast cells have to be strained out of this crap before it goes into that jar. Uh, That's yeah. crazy. Was, uh, yeah, they, so they were just a husk of their former selves. They're not even, yeah. <laughs> As with other yeast extracts, Marmite contains free glutamic acid, the monosodium salt of which being monosodium glutamate. So we're going to get a lot of that MSG today. Hope we don't have a reaction. Okay, and I think I'll skip that last paragraph. Sorry, I was just thinking about that. Am I going to have a reaction? I wonder. I don't know. 
Uh, by the 1990s, Marmite's distinctive and powerful flavor had earned it as many detractors as it had fans. Holy wars. And it was known for producing a polarized love-hate reaction amongst consumers. The Marmite began a love-it-or-hate-it campaign during October 1996, and this resulted in the inventing of the phrase, the Marmite effect. So, yeah. So, anyway, I sent you guys a Marmite ad today, so have a look at that afterwards. It's just one of many. I think the main ones show some people that they're all humorous and they just show some people just making disgusted faces and other people really liking it. And they it. don't even go and, and say they were converted later on. They just say, no, they just hate it. No, so they just hate bad. it. The one I sent you today is a Marmite rescue program. It looks like a um, one of those fake reality scripted reality series you know where the yeah. cops show up that this yeah. is like marmite protection officers show up at houses and they they have the people and the people's faces are great you know grayed out pixelated and, out and they open the cabinet and they clear the way and there's a little jar of marmite <laughs> way at the back that clearly needs rescue you know <laughs> that's pretty in one in one of them the dog's faces you know, yeah. grayed out as well. <laughs> and then the, the whole ad ends with people at the table having Marmite clearly enjoying it. And the camera zooms in on the, this, you know, 11 year old boy and he's just disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the end of the commercial. Right? Nice. I'm going to write into them, say they should take advantage of the similarity between the word Marmite and Marmut and do a whole thing on the endangered North Slope Marmite. Yeah, so nice, I've, uh, so PJ, you picked uh, you picked up the Marmite today. I think we uh, mentioned you got it from a uh, sounds like a South African specialty store, African, African Breeze. Breeze. There's two of those in town: one in North Van, one on the west side of Vancouver. Really? Yeah. And uh, this looks like the small jar. Were there two different sizes? No, that was it. And was this around like seven bucks? Six ninety plus tax. Okay, seven bucks for a uh, one hundred twenty-five gram. Like how would he know that? jar? From the African Breeze website. Ah, there you go. Thank That's how you. I found out they carried it. And they had a larger jar. I said, yeah, you could buy the larger one. <laughs> the small one isn't there, but I'm not ready to commit to 250 grams until we... <laughs> what, and what are we uh, sampling it on? Yeah, so I brought some crackers because they said, you know, you can spread it on crackers. I decided to go with crackers that, other than the salt, don't have, you know, much flavor. These are basically salt crackers. They're just a platform for whatever this is going to taste like. It's the delivery platform. And can we freely dilute it with butter if we wish? Yeah, well, I think we should have one of each. So one cracker Fair with enough. a thin layer, just straight up. But a molecule. You want to start with straight up or you want to start with the butter just kind of ease no, into I it? I want to start with the straight up. So do I. Because then we can determine, like, regardless of what we think of the first one, love it or hate it, we'll be able to decide whether the butter improves it or just is an abomination. All right. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's serve it up here. So I figure we'll just get one of each ready, get them all prepared. Don't taste them, get them back here, get the mics in front of us and then pick it up again. Oh, so leave from Courtney, prepare yourself. Cause there could be some of those horrible sounds that you hate so much. Sorry. Wow. All those. Oh my God. Don't spill it. Are we okay to use this as a platform? I, I wouldn't like. Let's 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 do it here. <laughs> okay. Spilling marmite on your air conditioning. Unit. Well, I don't know how liquid it is, really. Let's stir it with a yeah. stick that knife in there and just stir it around. Okay. Do you think we're supposed to stir it? it listens when you say. I say it's just no. This is always sparky. Oh, it is. 
just one big paste. It is liquid. It's actually ginger in the heart. <laughs> is it ginger yeah. in the heart? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've got three knives here, Skip. I'm going to hand you this uh, Thank you. plate. Specialty Marmite, Marmite plates. Go. Oh, what fun. It's a turn down day. I'm going to take two for my next one. I did not touch the next ones in order. My oh. fingers did not touch. It's one and a half, just oh, technically. I'll just remain stretched out. Nice and thin, Abel. Wow. Two big to burst in advance. That looks a little bit, I'm thinking Labray Tar Pit. Yeah, yeah. Don't you go for more thorough coverage, even though it's a thin layer. Shouldn't you be covering the entire cracker, really? You covered. I, I was having trouble because... Oh, RJ's... Uh, I'm switching to another one because I... Yeah, see, that was my problem, Skin. What? There was too much on the original knife. Yeah, it's hard to... Uh, it's really hard. It's difficult. It's really difficult. Skinny, it was. Skinny. <laughs> Quit picking on me. Picking on Moby Skin. Here Give you me go. that. I'll hold this while you do it if you want. Okay. That's okay. I'll just okay. you guys. Just oh, look at you. So. Just reduce the amount on here. So Man. Man, I wish I was more like you, Skin. I know. I hear that a couple times a day. I bet you do. You know, people just say, why did I? How? Oh. That's, and it usually just ends. It's tempting to have lots of butter, right? But I don't even want to lick my fingers because they've got marmite on them. So you just let it uh, drain away there for a bit? No, I actually scraped it on the sides of the jar. Oh. But you do whatever works for you. I'll do me. You do you. I don't know where that bat came from, just to be clear. Like, if I had my fingers right, I'd use... Remember the old honey method with the knife? You'd just curl it around a bit? Yeah. You do skin. You do skin. Well, you don't remember it, but you used to use it all the time. Wow. Skin, you need one more Marmite? No, I do. Whoa, that looks good. Butter Marmite. I already decided I'd like it more. Here you go, skin. Uh, visually, visually driven I already decided I like butter marmite more. I haven't even tasted it yet. Butter. Oh, it's right in your lap there. It certainly smells powerful. Oh, the lid. Oh, this is so exciting. I tell you what, with the butter, it's way easier to spread this stuff. Yeah. yeah it just feels just right without having tasted it. That's pretty creamy. Bring our microphone in close. I have an FM radio voice. What? They're still out on patrol. Rich did that. I didn't even get a chance to stick the thing back in there. What did I do? I'm taking it out. Give me that. So nobody's offended. Blaming me for polluting the Marmite with butter. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. What, blame me? We talked about this in the past. Do you guys use separate knives for your uh, peanut butter and your jam? And yeah. you just don't? Well, I didn't right up till Sue pointed out that I should about a year ago. She hated you for your... 
ways. Oh, look at this. No, she said, and furthermore. Okay, it hasn't touched anything yet. Um, well, no, I'm just going to set it down. I think we're done with it, aren't we? Yes. Well, I've got it on the right on the edge of the plate. Uh, so we're going for plain first, is that right? Not yet. I know, but that's just prepping. Plain first, yeah. Now, uh, Marmite has a best before date, but apparently... Is it in this millennium? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> apparently you can eat it like 10 or 20 years yeah. down the road. Um, the best before date is really the vitamin B starts to break down a bit, but but the actual product we'll itself to, is not bad for The 14th you. of January, 2023. Yeah, and it's really good till 2025. 2040, maybe. 2040. Yeah. Okay, we're getting pretty excited here. We Each of us have in our hands the cracker with just simply Marmite on it. Okay, so, I'm going to take some mic noise to move my mic away. So Okay, here we go. wrong when they said it was a powerful taste oh my god that needed to be spread much thinner (laughs) kind of like anchovy paste isn't it stronger that's got to be the strongest concentrated food taste i've ever tasted i mean there's a pepper sauce and whatnot where you have just a tiny amount and that that affects you but that in terms of flavor that really is tar Oh, my God. I, too, am looking forward to the butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to finish the uh, non-butter one. I finished it. Come on. And I'm going to look for the side that has the least Marmite on it here and go with the butter. Here I'm going the whole thing at once, you guys. You guys are chickens. Well, I think that really cuts it. It really softens it. Yeah, I think the butter is a vast improvement. It's still it's a lot, but the butter is makes it way better. Yeah, so what's a lot about it? Well, like, what do you taste in there? I taste a lot of salt, do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mainly a lot of salt, like really super powerful salt taste. Yeah. It's like salt cubed or something. Yeah. And those huskless yeast cells. Yeah, it's all those yeast souls in there that really yeast give it the zing. <laughs> well, I think for our next uh, session, we should try it in a cup of hot water. Maybe maybe in the fall. Yeah, or of a 2028. T- yeah. A teaspoon of that? In a, I can't, I can't imagine that. Is that what it that. is? A teaspoon? That's well, it's so powerful, right? No, but I mean, is it? that's what he's saying. Like That's too much, is it? Well, you right. Put a whole teaspoon of that in a cup of water. Okay, well, maybe we should start with half a teaspoon. Yeah, like a whole teaspoon of that, maybe in a cauldron. You know, like big hook and several gallon container. Okay, in terms of uh, one to ten, how would you rate this in terms of uh, enjoying it? Let's just do the butter, uh, the butter one. You know, just in the general food spectrum, where you know foods you don't like, you really, you really avoid are below, you know, four. I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Okay. That's a good metric because I, I was going to say, like, I'm sitting here imagining a scenario in which I would eat that. Like, let's say I was in a restaurant and I had a beer in front of me. Okay. And I, you know, 
It had already been an hour and I was really hungry and there was Marmite and crackers and butter on the table and beer to wash it down with. I'd probably try it because as we discuss this right now, there's a pretty substantial aftertaste to work with. <laughs> and we ate these a good two minutes ago and there's still a heavy aftertaste. There's, there's a lot there. Dentists around the world, I suspect, have opinions about Marmite that aren't flattering. So I would say like a five. I would not seek this out. I'm never going to sit down in a restaurant and say, hey, could you bring me some crackers and Marmite? I really, that's not going to happen. Okay, but, but yeah, yeah. So, okay, so much lower if it's a cracker and butter and Marmite. Oof, geez, if it was no butter? No, cracker with butter with Marmite. Where, what, where, are, you, where are you rating it? Six. Okay, PJ or KJ? I, I, I can't, I, I don't think I can do that. Uh, it's, it's sort of all right, but I'm not sort of all right. Okay. Yeah. But I think, I think you could, I could see this on like little cubes of cheese with a drop of Marmite on it. Yeah. 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 Or, or even like a shrimp, one shrimp with a drop of Marmite right, on it. Right. Right. You know, sort of a little taste enhancement Mo- or. A, yeah. It could use more like a seasoning is the way it could be. Used, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. a whole pot of stew. Maybe it's a teaspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I can see that would really, you know, it's sort of uh, Worcestershire sauce kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess, like a sauce. I guess we could add perspective by just sticking a bullion cube in our mouth and letting it dissolve. <laughs> well, I'm going to say the, Recording our thoughts about how that tasted and so probably be about the same, I think. For me, the butter one didn't help too much. I'd rate it around a one or a two. I just can't stand it. Oh, like I wow. wouldn't be able to eat that if i was starving of course i would Well, you didn't even finish the ones you had no i couldn't it's just disgusting and i like me some savory food but uh maybe it's just so heavily salted uh but maybe they do that because it's pretty tough to handle without the salt so are you saying they actually add salt to it well i don't know the oh you said it was salt and suspension yeah sorry to make it oh hyperlytic or hyperlotic or something like that yeah kills and ruptures yeah Okay, so listeners, we want to hear from you uh, about your Marmite experiences and where do you stand on the uh, on the flavor spectrum. And uh, for those of you that do like Marmite, how do you uh, eat or eat or drink it? How do you justify that? <laughs> no, how? What? Uh, what? In what ways do you eat or drink it? Yeast extract, ninety one percent. Yeast, water, and salt. So yeast, water, and that's kind of an unhelpful way to describe your contents. Yeah, ninety one percent of it is. Yeast, water, and salt. Well, how much of that is salt? Anyways. Now, is there any French writing on that? No, because it was manufactured in South Africa. Yeah, I I get that. But, I mean, maybe they get around a loophole where if you only bring in a very small amount that they get to not. Because there's lots of stuff that's brought in from, of course, the U.S. And uh, they end up having to slap on the labels. Here's a little fun extra added additional plus factoid printed right in the jar. Suitable for strict vegetarians, Marmite is made from natural yeasts. And as such, the consistency may vary from batch to batch. Oh, yeah. So we thought this was a bit on the tarry side. Oh. What, would we prefer to pour it out or would we prefer to have to chisel it out? Because I have a feeling it comes in all those kind of configuration listeners i'd say it's about the same consistency as honey Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah it's i'd say it's a bit stiffer than like cold honey maybe yes it's it's pretty it's pretty stiff yeah it just says yeast extract like i said 91 percent, and really that's yeast water and salt vitamins 
B9 and B12 spices irradiated. I'll just repeat that. Yeah. Spices irradiated. Yes, yeah. I don't even know what that means, but... Oh, it's a big thing in the food industry to uh, use irradiation to uh, remove uh, gremlins, bacteria. Acidity regulator and flavoring. Well, that's a lot. Flavoring? What the hell is flavoring? Well, yeah, Vegemite has a lot more flavoring in it. That's That's the secret ingredient. I'm kind of thinking that if I want to try this again, I'll try it in its Vegemite form. Because they add quite, they add some sweetness to it. For example, yeah, I was just going to say, if they're going to add flavoring, can you make it taste like grape candy or something? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> yeah, I looked at the. There's very little sugar in there. There's less than one percent. Uh, but less, if it's ninety-one percent yeast extract, it could only be nine percent salt anyway, and that's not very much. Well, wait. Let's be clear yeah. here. Wait. It says if it you, is ninety-one percent yeast extract bracket yeast water and salt. Oh, now oh. that explains it. So that 91% could be broken down oh, into 80% water or 80% salt. Uh, you know, I don't know how that oh, 91% okay. breaks down. okay, so it could be 50%. Well, with, yeah. with, uh, with North American labeling laws, whenever they have the parentheses, it has to, again, be in order yeah. of, um, so, so salt would be the, the least. That would be good. But I, still. I would prefer to think that. Yeah, I mean, yeast, water, and salt, well, the water might all boil off. No, because it's the ingredients of the jar. Okay. Water, whatever water was going to boil off. Oh, okay. Went, right? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I'm kind of glad we did that, actually. I still taste it. Well, I'm surprised that you think it's disgusting, but. Yeah, I don't, I, disgusting isn't, but my tongue didn't want to touch it. Like it was on my tongue <laughs> and my tongue didn't want to touch it. It's just such a strong taste. Okay. Well, if I had to choose, I should raise it to a three, because if I had to choose between liver and and uh, these things, I'd eat, I'd eat these things. Wow. Okay, then I got to go to a seven because I would eat liver. Yeah, but any day of the week before I ate a cracker with yeah, that stuff. Yeah, like but that. are you disgusted by liver? No. So so that doesn't count. Like like liver for me. What's the worst food for you? What's the food that you are just disgusted? You would probably throw up if you were forced to eat it. Geez, that's a good question. You Thousand mean, year egg. Well, I don't even know what that is. So those eggs, I, I had these once with Ogre of Nelson and probably maybe you were there. We went to a Chinese food place, probably that one in the corner in Nanaimo and Hastings with the yellow oh. awnings. Oh, yeah. We've been in there. Yeah. Lots. Or maybe it was downtown and Ogre ordered thousand. We're having dim sum. And of course he gets the thousand year eggs. Just try that with a little smile on his face. It's just horrible. <laughs> like the the yolk is all black. Uh-huh. Sorry. The white is all black and the yolk is green. Like mold, uh, ancient. And they, I think what they do is they pack it in sulfur or something underground for, for a, a year. Yep. And then when it comes and just. Well, and they send it over in those great big, you see them on people's lawns, those great big ceramic, huge. Oh. That's how they That's how they arrive here from China, oh, or they wow. used to anyway. But they're, I remember still, that was a long time ago. I don't even know. It's probably 40 years ago that I tried that. And never again for sure. I was just Yeah, so you would you would have Marmite way before you would have oh, one of those. I'd eat this jar with just my finger before I ate another <laughs> thousand. Okay, which years. do you like more, uh liver or marmite? Liver. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Oh. 
if if there was any disgusting food in this world, it's liver. Yeah, it's just an organ, right? It's where it filters all the disgusting stuff out yeah, of your body, and, and then and you eat it. It's still in there. Yeah. Like the disgust is still in there. Uh, how about kidney? You must like kidney then, because it's, it's okay. another it's another filtered thing. Steak and kidney pie is okay by me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lung. No. Tongue. Tripe. I kind of draw the line at tripe. Brain. Yeah. No brain. <laughs> I could while away the hours. <laughs> All right. If I only had some brain. Okay, guys, I'm glad we tried this out. Thanks, RJ. Um, that was pretty fun. Who wants to keep the jar? I don't need it. Uh, I certainly don't. But well, I think we should keep it here, if you don't mind, KG, right at the back of your cabinet. I could put it on Marketplace. <laughs> uh, well, because I think, I think we need to revisit this. I think we need to try it okay, so in other forms. Let's, yeah, I was just in the say, winter, maybe. I might bring the ingredients and mix up a nice little Marmite Gold Rush for you guys. Nice. Now you're talking. What would a Marmite a drink with Marmite in it taste like? What else is in there? It's gotta, it's gotta be a tiny little bit of Marmite, right? It would be like, uh, it would be like the salt after tequila or something, right? <laughs> Right. Okay, let's have a look here. Yeah, look up what's on a Marmite Gold Rush, because that sounds like a gimmick to me, damn it. Nobody ever wanted an alcoholic drink with Marmite in it. Marmite Gold Rush. And talking all in rhyme. Lincoln with the thoughts that I am thinking. Have you? If only had some rain. I have to find it. Who would have thought that Marmite would ever become the ingredient du jour in cocktails? Not me. And I don't think it ever has. Yeah, really. that's Let's what I'm saying. Um, some bar, some hopeful bar in some corner of the world is uh, writing that. Andrea okay. Montague used it to great effect in her clever Marmageddon. Marmageddon has tequila, fresh lime juice, agave syrup, beer, and Marmite. In that order. Probably. Yeah. It makes an appearance in the Himitsu cocktail. Uh, and now it's coming to the cocktail list of the world's best bar, the Artesian at the Langham. Get ready for the Marmite Gold Rush. Is the Langham Hotel that one in Caslow? Again, it doesn't uh, It doesn't tell us how much, so i got to try another place. Uh, oh... Sorry, Langham Hotel, all all around. The one in Caslow, if there's one there, and everywhere else. I want the quantities. I want to know how much Marmite is in there. Uh, here it is. A pinch of Marmite. Yeah, no, it Dash. doesn't. It, it, they don't tell you anywhere in on the whole world wide web how much Marmite to put in there because it is a proprietary recipe based on the Gold Rush. I think they just put a little pinch of Marmite in the. Cold Rush. I think they just show you the bottle. So up at the up the lake, uh, everything's been revamped, right? They put in a new septic field and they move some trailers, and it's quite different up there. But Al, the the new king, has a robot lawnmower. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's scary. He's nice. got all the toys. Oh my god, too fun! So you put down a line, it's just like a, a Roomba. Yeah. And you you just put down this barrier line around your perimeter, and it just does and everything it just goes inside dunk, that. Dunk, 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 dunk. And when it 
starts to get low on batteries, it will fall, go to the edge and follow the thing around and hook itself up to the power station oh, on its own. Roombas do that too. Oh, do they? Yeah, oh. yeah, the newer ones. Do, oh yeah. man, I thought this is the future, man. I never even heard of these things. That's <laughs> and, fantastic. And he's got this. Thing. I have a fun story, sort of along that line. Was you know we did that bicycle tour in 2018, and we went all through Britain. Mm-hmm. While we were in Edinburgh. Why they say Burra instead of Berg, I don't know. But anyways, we were in Edinburgh, and we're riding right through the middle of town, and part of it takes you down this sloped road with their legislative building, this huge stone building, really stern and imposing that looks out over the whole city. You're going down beneath that, and down towards the bottom of the yard, there's this crowd of people, probably 20, 25 people standing, all staring intently, and you sort of think, Wow, that must really must be a memorial to some super important person down there, or, or maybe the crown jewels are on display for today. Whatever the Scottish crown jewels might be, get down there. They're all looking at the automated lawnmower. <laughs> There's a sign and it says "Experimental Automated Lawnmower Being Tried," and it's just sitting there. It wasn't even running. It's just sitting there, and all these yeah. people were taking pictures of it. God, I laughed. That's the first time I'd ever seen one or even knew that one existed. But I just thought, right. what fun that it's trumping this. It really makes so much sense, building. too. About three years ago, then. Is yeah. When, and yeah. It, it was experimental in yeah. Scotland then. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't know about you guys, but our our carpet, it's never in a state. We, we can't really use an automatic because mm. there's always chair legs and stuff. And we don't have a big expanse of exposed carpet we got ottomans sitting out you know we got stuff there's just stuff everywhere and it's like design we want it to be where it is the stuff it's just that we don't have that big empty expanse that uh, people have i kind of wonder how many people really do but lawns yeah good good yeah like i know mike and joanne have a roomba and they do have in their big central room is generally empty so people can stand there as a group or you know, so that, that kind of makes weird. sense. <laughs> yeah, I think it's weird. And they're, they're, yeah, their living room is kind of, yeah, you could see a Roomba going through there. But living then maybe room. you should yeah. ask them, is that the before or after? Like you get the Roomba and you have to rearrange your whole life so that it can do its little job efficiently. <laughs> yeah, good question. Good question. I bought some uh, pod up at the lake. Are you going to write a letter about that too? I, I did. Hey. I actually did. To? The pot place. Wow. Lovely lady. I said, uh, give me your most kick-ass indica. She says, uh, okay. Oh, well, we've got this in. This is new. It's um, BC grown. I don't know if she tried it, but she said that she was pretty confident that it was pretty great. <laughs> or you can have the stuff that we know is great. And I said, okay, let's try the new stuff. And I take it and I smell it, first of all. And it smells, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, that's got some of what I'm looking for, I think. But then I taste it, and it literally tastes like dirt <laughs> or poo. Is that good or bad? I don't even bad, know. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> and then I went Meaning back. maybe they used manure on the crop. I, I, I don't know. And just, it never got cleaned off. Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. So then I go back and smell it. I sort of go, oh, there is actually a hint of dirt in there someplace, right? So I, <laughs> I wrote her a nice little letter. And I said, the, the thing is, though, is that it works really well. So it really doesn't matter what it tastes like. But I said, 
you guys should really let me know if you haven't tried this, or you should just tell me out. I have not tried this, and I wrote her. I wrote her twice actually. So why? Because you got in over your head, or almost? Uh, I know this. Yeah, the second one, I, I sort of backtracked a bit, but I said I'll come in and visit you next time I'm uh. up there. <laughs> Yeah, no, letter writing is fun. That's what old guys do. Well, I filled in a survey from my last uh, maintenance that was done at the uh, Toyota place. Mm -hmm. I like to fill in surveys. So, you know, I rated mostly high for this and for that. And then on one thing, I rated quite low. And then my, my text was uh, basically, I it's the standard service number two. Service number two involves an oil change. I get free oil changes. It's just one of those things the dealership kicks in in order to keep you going to their maintenance shop. But they needed to change the uh, brake fluid. And I, you know, he when he told me that, he said, yeah, we'll do your cabin filter, your brake fluid. I said, oh, no cabin filter, please. I do those myself. How much is the brake fluid going to cost me? Well, the whole maintenance, the maintenance without the brake fluid is like 250 And then with the brake fluid, it's like 325 so anyway, it turns out he quoted me the 250 but it was more than what I normally pay because I get the free oil change. So, it's, But at the end of the day, I thought that the brake fluid changeover was going to cost me 75 extra, but it actually cost me 150 extra. So I might have gone to Decker's and had them change the brake fluid. All awfully boring stuff and really not a big deal, but I filled in the, the survey. So I got a call from Eric at the... Eric drew the short straw this month, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so poor Eric had to listen to that whole thing, just like our listeners. Right? And he said, you know, I really appreciated that you were honest, that you rated us well in some areas and not in others. And Because I think what happens when people are mad, they yeah. go through the whole survey. One, 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 mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I'm angry at you guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, he liked that. And he said, uh, I tell you what. Uh, why don't you just call your local guys, get them, find out how much it would have cost, and we'll just refund you the rest of it. And then we chatted just for a bit longer. He says, I just forget it. I'll just send you a $75 uh, <laughs> gift certificate. Good. That's good. So, that dealership's doing it correctly. That's Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I don't think that the other, I don't even think the guy was doing it on purpose. No, it's just a bunch of stuff. It's but just they, the way they, it all worked, right? I understand that my role in this group is to be the cynical negative guy. I get that. But anything that any automotive service provider can do to build trust is a really good move because so many of them are going well out of their way to destroy any fragment of trust that any thinking consumer might have. So points to that Toyota dealership, that's for sure. Hey, I found a new place up in North Van for my truck. Who is it? Captex Auto? I don't think so. Matt's? Uh, Miller Auto. Okay, and have you been in there already? Have you brought the truck up there nope. yet? No, nope. I haven't even called him. Okay, well, when you get it up there, I want you... you want me to ask for a survey at the, the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, pulled into the convenience store in Rossland when I'm going through. Just as I pull in, this 57 Willys pulls in beside me, Ooh. and it's just been done. And I get out, and he gets out, and I say, "What nice truck, buddy!" And he went, "Oh, nice truck, buddy!" <laughs> and uh, but he um, he actually did the work, and he he. I said, "Well, if I win the lottery, because he said he was working on another one." I said, "If I win the lottery, maybe I'll bring my truck up to you." The finish on this vehicle it was white, but it was like that. Remember the black 
roofs that was that material that was sort of fiberglassy, bumpy. Yeah. It was like that. It was like it. It was sprayed on, obviously, but it it was a a three dimensional, so like a pebbled surface. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? I don't know, but God, it God, it looked good. Really? Because I, my mind's eye makes that ugly. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that's a, a, a gorgeous vehicle. That was the end of that story. That is it for us. We're done. We've celebrated our first episode back in here in a long time, and it was glorious. Tried out the Marmite. Marmite? Marmont, I believe. (laughs) Chateau type. Marmot? Was it Marmot? Is that the international? Oh, whatever. Tried out the food. It was pretty fun, although I don't think any of us are going to be rushing out to order the gallon-sized container of it. In fact... This little 25 grams or whatever we got here might get left to one of our children, uh, based on our (laughs) reviews there. But it was fun anyways, and uh, we hope you enjoyed yourself. By now, I hope everybody who's listening to this is well on their way to full vaccination, if not past it, so that we can all kind of resume, sort of, some approximation of our normal pre-COVID life. Oh, and as an afterthought, go Habs go. Go Habs go.